Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, the topic, detaching in relationships. When we first become exposed to the concept of detachment, many of us find it objectionable and questionable. We may think that detaching means we don't care. We may believe that by controlling, worrying, and trying to force things to happen, we're showing how much we care. We may believe that controlling, worrying, and forcing will somehow affect the outcome we desire. Controlling, worrying, and forcing don't work. Even when we're right, controlling doesn't work. In some cases, controlling may prevent the outcomes we want from happening. As we practice the principles of detachment with people in our life, we slowly begin to learn the truth. Detaching, preferably detaching with love, not a chainsaw, is a relationship behavior that works. There's a lot here, but I think we may believe that by controlling, worrying, and trying to force things to happen, we're showing how much we care. I think this was the pattern of the codependent parent, uh, my mom, about that, the controlling and the worrying and trying to force things to happen and different outcomes. I mean, that's the difference between a religious and a spiritual household. And religion is one thing, but spirituality wasn't really, you know, spirituality is more about surrendering and letting go. Um, religion still still seems like a, a bunch of acts and, and things like that. And then the other thing I really like so far is we may believe that controlling, worrying will somehow affect the outcome. It actually may prevent the outcome. So sometimes, you know, all the time, let go. That's what Julia Cameron says in The Artist Way. I'm in the action business. God is in the results business. Back to the reading. As we practice the principle of detachment with people in our life, we slowly begin to learn the truth. Detaching, preferably detaching with love, is a relationship behavior that works. Some people actually would call that no contact. We learn something else too. Detachment, letting go of our need to control people, enhances all our relationships. That must be the most important thing I've read today. Detachment, letting go of our need to control people, enhances all our relationships. It opens the door to the best possible outcome. It reduces our frustration level and frees us and others to live in peace and harmony. Detachment means we care about others and ourselves. It frees us to make the best possible decisions, right? Enmeshment is, I would say detachment is kind of the opposite of enmeshment. It enables us to set boundaries we need to set with people. It allows us to have our feelings, to stop reacting, and initiate a positive course of action. It encourages others to do the same. It allows our higher power to step in and work. Today, I will trust the process of detaching with love. I will understand that I'm not just letting go. I'm letting go and letting God. I'm loving others, but I'm loving myself too. The next reading also comes from AC, uh, sorry, uh, Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, the topic, honesty in relationships. We can be honest and direct about our boundaries and relationships and about the parameters of a particular race relationship. Perhaps no area of our life reflects our uniqueness and individuality in recovery more than our relationships. Some of us are in a committed relationship. Some of us are dating. Some of us are not dating. Some of us are living with someone. Some of us wish we were dating. Some of us wish we were in a committed relationship. And some of us get, us get into new relationships after recovery. Some of us stay in the relationships we were in before we began recovering. Wow. We have other relationships. We have friends relationships with children, with parents, with extended family, we have professional relationships, relationships with people on the job. You know, and talk, talking about honesty, I think 
the honesty is about the fear of loss. And growing up, it was not okay to be honest. It was more about towing the company line and, you know, not being honest. So it was kind of a form of, you know, dishonesty. But, you know, in the workplace or in relationships, that can be a big problem area. Back to the reading. We have other relationships too. We have friendships, relationships with children, with parents, with extended family. We have professional relationships, relationships with people on the job. We need to be able to be honest and direct in our relationships. One area we can be honest and direct about is the parameters of our relationships. We can define our relationships to people, an idea written about by Charlotte Castle and others. And we can ask them to be honest and direct about defining their vision of the relationship with us. It is confusing to be in relationships and not know where we stand, whether this is on the job, constant, in a friendship, with family members, or in a love relationship. We have a right to be direct about how we define the relationship, what we want it to be. But relationships equals two people who have equal rights. That's great. The other person needs to be able to define the relationship too. We have a right to know and ask. So do they. Honesty is the best policy. We can set boundaries. If someone wants a more intense relationship than we do, we can be clear and honest about what we want, about our intended level of participation. We can tell the person what to reasonably expect from us because that is what we want to give. How the person deals with that is his or her issue. Whether or not we tell the person is ours. We can set boundaries and define friendships when those cause confusion. We can even define relationships with children if those relationships have gotten sticky and exceeded our parameters. We need to define love relationships and what that means to each person. We have a right to ask and receive clear answers. We have a right to make our own definitions and have our own expectations. So does the other person. Honesty and directness is the only policy. Sometimes we don't know what we want in a relationship. Sometimes the other person doesn't know. But the sooner we can define a relationship with the other person's help, the sooner we can decide on an appropriate course of conduct for ourselves. The clearer we can become on defining relationships, the more we can take care of ourselves in that relationship. So a lot of vision here. We have a right to our boundaries, wants, and needs. So does the other person. We cannot force someone to be in a relationship or to participate at a level we desire if he or she does not want to. All of us have a right not to be forced. Information is a powerful tool, and having the information about what a particular relationship is, the boundaries and definitions of it will empower us to take care of ourselves in it. You know, like work is work, you know, business, you know, and it's not the same as other relationships. And I think part of trauma or not trauma, let's just say part of healing from that part is relationships differ in different areas. And that I also get a right to make a decision or to have input in that relationship. Back to the reading. Relationships take a while to form, but at some point we can re reasonably expect a clear definition of what that relationship is and what the boundaries of it are. If the definitions clash, we are free to make a new decision based on appropriate information about what we need to do to take care of ourselves. Today, I will strive for clarity and directness in my relationships. If I now have some relationships that are murky and ill-defined, and if I've given them adequate time to form, I will be begin to take action to define that relationship. God, help me let go of my fears about defining and understanding the nature of my present relationships. Guide me into clarity, clear, healthy thinking. Help me know that what I want is okay. Help me know that if I can't get that from the other person, what I want is still okay, but not possible at the present time. Help me learn 
to not forgo what I want and need, but empower me to make appropriate healthy choices about where to get that. And that concludes today's readings of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kowant Saluja reminding myself to pause, postpone activity until serenity enters. Because that's where my God is.